Welcome everyone back to the X Factor Files podcast. I'm Daryl. I'm Philip. And we released two episodes last week. It was very exciting. Yeah. So hopefully everyone had a chance to pick up Sereno. Which fun, like it felt amazing to, to check it out ahead of time. Yeah. And now I just really want a paper copy. I know, and we missed the final order cutoff for our local comic store, and they did not have it. Yeah, so we'll be poking around other places trying to find it. Yeah, I didn't see it. We went to a couple places this weekend. And you found a whole lot of stuff. Oh, I, yes. Uh, Their thoughts and feelings. Yes, a local store, which will not be named, posted that they had a sale. And previously new pre of previously new comics at 50% off. And the picture they included on their flyer had long boxes with some issues pulled up so you could see the variety. And it was straight up uncanny X-Men from the nineties. So I went to the long boxes and got a giant stack because I'm like, Oh, a speedball series. And it's most of the run. This would be fun to read, especially for 50% off. Like you can't go wrong. It's two comic book sized bags. Yeah, it's the free comic book day plastic bags that they filled up. And yeah. I got to the register and they're like, oh, it's only the recently new ones. So I got 50% off on exactly one issue, which is one we were looking for. But oh, my Stargazer one? Yes. Oh. But it was not what they promoted yes and i sent them a message this morning i'm like hey just so you know like i spent the money i'm not asking for anything back um but just so you know like your location at this place the the signage was on the long boxes saying 50 percent off and the picture shows 50 and it doesn't say recent back, back issues it says previously new which is so ambiguous to so mean amb- anything. It, anything that is not on the wall as the previous week is what I took that to mean, which is why I went there in the first place. Yeah. Because I thought I was going to get deals. Oh, vague, not ambiguous. Ambiguous no. is one thing or another. Vague is any number of things. Yeah. So, um, so that was... I mean, I got them. It's a lot of fun stuff. I got most of... Another run for a new universe series, Starbrand, that Marvel put out. Um, There's a bunch of Star Trek things that you got. Yeah. Or was that the other, second time we were there? Second time we were there, we went just to like their dollar stuff. Yeah. Where it's like a dollar a piece or fill up these paper bags and everything you can fit in is $10. Yeah. So we made sure that it was more than 10 items. Oh, absolutely. But it did not make up for the lack of sale. On- no. And like they responded like, oh, we're so sorry that the signage was wrong. It should have been what we posted. And I didn't even reply because it is what they posted. And what they posted was wrong is not what they said in the message to me. So yes, whatever. We also found some fun Peter David Star Treks at a totally different store. Yeah, we took a trip. I might have been slightly. No, I was in a food coma. I wasn't I wasn't hangry because we had just come from brunch. Yeah, we had Dylan um 
join oh. us for brunch from House of X. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. We chatted about the uncanny experience that's coming here in September. It should be super fun. I know. Um, I want so many people to come out. I want all the people to come out. I have my Iceman romper outfit. Had It has arrived. Yeah. It has... needs some hemming because it came with like the spider eyes on a cowl which thing. is so weird and like, i thought i said like na on all the head stuff because like I in the design it doesn't call for a head is but, but they, they tacked one on yeah did you message them no you might want to shoot them a message and be like can you send me a copy of my order because i feel like some of these things are mostly my fault oh like in my first time using that website i might have like glanced through something oh so which is probably not the best way to go through life, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, but I'm so, super excited for it, like with some boots and I'll have the romper and the dance belt to maintain modesty Yes. in public. So all Lots the parts are here. Yes. And uh, I still have to put mine together. I have some time. Yeah. We're six months out. And, and mine I mean, is so much easier. It's a t-shirt. Right. You could do like custom ink or something. Yes. Would you get long sleeve or short sleeve from Adrox? I feel like it's a long sleeve shirt. Sometimes, sometimes it's a t-shirt. Oh, that oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, that'll be fun. We are joined by our regular recording partners, Nick and Nora. So if you hear like a little tap, tap, tap of an apple twig against a table leg, that is them making their presence known. Yes. Also why I'm sitting in a rather awkward position with a blanket over my leg so that they can have a little tunnel. Yes. And they're getting along famously now. I mean, they're For living the together. Um, they had their checkup. So everyone concerned about the bonbons. They had fantastic annual appointments. And the buns have been with their old dad about six months now. Yeah. And the vet said that he has been providing excellent husbandry for them because they're in such good health yeah um nick is molting like that's as negative as anything was it really is like there's a follow-up appointment needed for asta to check out an ear in like six months right it could be a thing it could not be a thing yeah if it is a thing it's like a the scarier part would be sedating her because rabbits don't sedate terribly well yeah but since she's such a good eater and such a good pooper yeah i wouldn't i'm not as worried about her going through that as Nick yeah. and his propensity for stasis. Yes. Probably more than a lot of people wanted to know about the buns, but just know they're happy and healthy. And Asta has tripled her weight since we got her. Yes. She was like two pounds and now she is, or 2.2, and now she is 6.6. And she is our heaviest bun. Yes. And the youngest. Yes. She is luxuriating upstairs. Yes. She is really enjoying her romping time. Yes. By flopping and taking a nap in one spot. <laughs> yes. As bun buns do. Yes. The issues we're covering today, we're doing 201, 202, and 203. We're wrapping up the Fantastic Four arc in this episode. Yes. And as I was trying to explain during a family supper this weekend, it's a, what we discussed last time was these are good ep- issues for people who haven't been paying attention to X Factor before to sort of hop in. Like it's a famous name sort of case with the Fantastic Four because people know who the Fantastic Four are. And it's a good sort of reintroduction to everyone. Yeah. You don't need a lot of context. I was talking with the ex-wife last week and 
I'm trying to find a good place for Alicia to join because she's not familiar with a lot of these characters. Mm. And I said, well, issue 200 is a good jumping on point, but it's so dense. Like, if we had them on for that issue, it would have been a lot. Oh. Like, reading there it. Was. Yeah. Uh, but to, like, read it and then have to discuss it. And a lot of the backstory, like, yeah. why Siren was in Ireland, all the things. Yeah, so we should think about that, because Justin and Alicia are game to jump on and at any point. I like them. They're so fun. I've gotten more comfortable putting comments on their Instagram oh. posts and messaging. Yeah. Um, so it might have just been me. I don't, it doesn't sound like there's an overall plot for in the newer Xbox by Colossus appears on data pages, but not actually. I think that was a printing mistake in a recent issue. Yeah. Yeah. Or the fact that the Chimera has Colossus skin. Yeah. All right. Enough of fanboying about other people. Although we should put in a Demanda reference. Oh, true. Because oh. we love Demanda Martini. Yes. Um, who... Big news. There was, a, I, I mean, ex-wife does an excellent job of new stuff in each episode. But um, speaking of Demanda, they are releasing a 90s Avenger Cersei that Demanda cosplays. And I, yeah, Demanda was super fun about tweeting about like two belts, one belt, what sort of look. And I'm excited because... The Avengers were my first comic love. So uh, I'm able to really live out my 90s fantasy through these because Black Knight, the Black Knight that's coming out has his leather jacket as well, his leather jacket and his lightsaber. And that is the one original page of Avengers artwork I have is Black Knight in his jacket with his lightsaber as drawn by Gordon Purcell. So uh, I was so excited because I forgot there was even a live stream it, because it was like Thursday or Wednesday. It was like the middle of the week in the morning for the big reveal. And then I saw all the posts about it, which is somewhat easier because then they had Spider-Man reveals, which I don't care about. I don't want to sit through that. No, Spider-Man is not my bag. So um, Got to see fun stuff and they teased that there's going to be another HasLab and it's Avengers related and people are like, what if it's a Quinjet? And then other people are like, maybe it's Giant Man. Oh. I don't, I mean, Giant Man is cool, but they're going to like charge $350 for a Hank Pym. Would it be that much different? Um, he that makes sense for them like, to make because it's like the a lot of mold pieces from Galactus and just like, yeah, it may not be as far a track to make that happen based on what they've already created. Yeah, I think it'd probably be the size of the Sentinel and not Galactus. Oh, okay. Um, I think it gives them a good opportunity for some stretch goals, though. Makes sense. Yeah, like give us some fun stretch goals to actually, like don't rely upon stretch goals to make your goal because that did not work for your stupid car. The Ghost Rider car. The Ghost Rider car. With Madeline Pryor. Right? It didn't even make sense. And Damon Hellstrom. Oh, although now I know who Damon Hellstrom is. Yes. And I would be on board for a Damon and a Patsy Walker. Mm. I mean, I, maybe I should actually read some more Hellcat issues. Yeah. It's marked in our Marvel Unlimited yes. account. The fun uh, 
series and we'll you'll hear more about it in our special episode later this month yes why we're talking about hellcat um all right i'll give everyone the catch up to speed title page and then we should talk about the cover art too okay having relocated back to new york because there's only so much business you can get from the great lakes avengers x-factor is hired by franklin and valeria richards because their mother the invisible girl has gone missing she's the invisible woman She's been the invisible woman since the 80s. Oh. Oh. Editorial should have caught that. Upon going to the Baxter building, X-Factor is stonewalled by Reed Richards, while the original stonewall, Ben Grimm, gets into a throwdown with Strong Guy and Shatterstar that results in Ben being literally thrown down, i.e. to the ground. A lone bobby pin on the floor of the Fantasticar allows Longshot to use his psychometric powers to determine that Sue was kidnapped to Latveria, and he encounters in his vision none other than Layla Miller, who appears to be allied with Doom. Meanwhile, Monet returns, only to be informed by Val Cooper that M's father has been taken prisoner by terrorists who have one demand, Monet herself. Our cover art shows Doom and Layla Miller, an adult Layla Miller, blowing a bubblegum bubble. So it's not like she's under duress or anything. No. She's just chilling with Doom yeah. with an unconscious Mr. Fantastic and Madrox on the ground in front of them. Yep. And it's so good. It is. And I, I'm i sort of into this Doom-Layla Miller partnership. Yeah. Good for her. You don't expect it. And But like the way that she's crafting, it seems like she's crafting deals. Yes. She's wheeling and dealing for a reason. Yes. Because she knows stuff. And Doom probably wants to know stuff. So, like, where to help, like, get a good bargain. Yeah. So we open up on the Baxter building. The Mr. Fantastic we've encountered before. Yes. Who looks real shifty. Like, there's something just off about him. Because just... in this previous issue, we ended with Valeria and Maddox coming to the same... Or Maddox being like, something's off. It could be this, it could be that. And if it is, it's because, um, or Valeria would have caught it as well. Mm -hmm. So they're all on board. And this wrong Mr. Fantastic is talking to a hologram of Dr. Doom that he's holding in his hand. They're going back and forth about, you know. Um, is there some evil monologue? There is some evil duologuing. Oh. Dialoguing, even. Oh, my. Um. So they're talking about like, you know, Grimm got involved because the thing was being a thing and things going to thing. And he's like, in the scheme of things, he's not going to be that much of an issue. X factor, however, they could be a problem. Because they're an X factor because they're the fly in the ointment. Yes. Um, and uh, Doom seems to have some sort of control over this Mr. Fantastic. He's like, the fact that you attended to my wishes simply shows your own weakness of character. And Mr. Fantastic responds, I was being courteous to our mutual interests. And Doom said, courteous? You cannot be serious. And Mr. Fantastic ends the call because someone's out of bed. Valeria is running down the hallway to try to escape. And uh, Mr. Fantastic oozes through a grate, grabs her, she electrifies him, and Mr. Fantastic ends this portion of their story with, I'm really starting to hate that girl, as she runs away out of the building. Super out of character. So we know something is up with this Fantastic. Yeah. And we get 
our next scene at X Factor headquarters where Madrox, his little um, text bubble, says that girl is going to drive me insane. They're talking about Layla because the weird thing is that we have Longshot talking to Layla in his vision as he is using his powers, but it's in the past. So the, how this works in my head, like Layla knows stuff. So she's just standing there next to the fantastic car, like in her time. Talking to the air. Saying these things. Yeah. It's very um, Weeping Angels from Doctor Who, where the doctor has all these Easter eggs that create a whole conversation, but it's only his side of the conversation. Mm -hmm. And when Sally Sparrow is watching the video, it's like they're interacting, even though the doctor had recorded all these parts way back when. Mm -hmm. That's a deep dive. It's, I mean, it's an iconic episode. Yeah. But it's... The same sort of thing. Like Layla's just out there. She knows the timing. She knows what to say. And yeah, I think it's neat. Yeah. So uh, it's really interesting because Longshot is playing the intermediary. So Madrox is talking to him in headquarters <laughs> and trying to relay stuff. And Layla knows exactly how Madrox is reacting. Yes. But he can't respond to her. And she's being cryptic and. Um, we should also say the art is really cool yeah. like for the vision it's all black and white except Longshot is in color mm-hmm. um, to give us that like he's in the present and all this other stuff is in the past Yeah, um, it just looks really good and uh, things are heating up in the past and it her last message to Madrox through Longshot is Madrox has become the missing person's poster boy Yep. And she's like, be sure to tell him I said so. Elsewhere, we have Monet on the phone with her embassy because the State Department is not helping out with her issue trying to find her dad. Right. And her embassy is like, nope, we can't help either. And it really pisses her off. And Strong Guy overhears this and she's threatening. She's like, I'm going to rip out your vertebrae. And things like that. And um, crunches the phone and yeah, she destroys another phone. I think she's this is one of several, at, at least number two, maybe yeah. three that we've seen. Yeah. It, and it does look like a sidekick. What a throwback. Like you flip it up. Oh, you the slide it. Screen? Yeah. Ooh. Yep. Those were terrible. I had a chocolate, which is, I think, that same sort of thing where you oh. slide it up and it mostly worked when i was bike riding across iowa oh. i said it would get too hot and then it wouldn't work because oh. it was in my back and it was iowa in yeah. july so uh, guido's like you know what um i have some contacts like back when we used to be a government outfit it's not the people you... and Monet's like i know i already tried val cooper he's like no you don't go to the top you go to the people at the bottom you make friends with them because they get the stuff done i'm willing to help you if and she's like i'll give you whatever you want like how much do you want and he's like i don't want money and she's like well i'm desperate but i don't think i want to and he's like no i just want to go with you i want to help you out yeah he's being a team member yeah he's being like a good friend like i want to help you let's go beat the shit out of people yeah that is his wheelhouse 
And back with the other group of people. So it's Longshot, Madrox, Shatterstar, Richter, and Darwin. And in their new outfits. Yeah, their new outfits. Madrox is like the missing person's poster boy. What's that supposed to mean? I mean, we're going to find out. But it's Layla Miller. So he knows that it could either be a jab or it could have a deeper meaning. But either way, he won't know for a while. No. I just, (laughs) I love how much that plays into how Layla can turn her his world upside down. Mm. And like, is it this? Is it that? I just don't know. And he never sort of knows whenever she's involved. Yeah. So, and the fact that she goes in and out of his life seemingly at a whim all plays into this whole relationship. Shatterstar's powers of transportation are explained. So... He generates the energy and the swords focus it, but he always requires someone else's mind to envision the destination. It's sort of an anchor. And without that, he gets lost in between. Yes. Although in his solo series I read, he is able to control it to some extent. Oh, when is that series from? I think it's before. After this? Before this? Before this. Oh. Well, whatever. He needs someone else. Yeah. So he, in this instance, they know that they need to go to Latveria. Yes. So they're up on the rooftop to make this portal. You can't do it inside because it's too much energy. To Blow up the building. Yes. No one needs that. And no one wants to clean that up. His anchor is long shot for this transport. And... Because they have a connection. Yes. It has to be someone I'm connected to. And Madrox goes, connected. And Richter says, don't ask. And Madrox says, don't tell. Oh. (laughs) And these five are about to transport. Guido and Monet show up. And she's like, you know, I think you should send a dupe on this mission while you, the actual you, goes to Ireland and patch things up with Terry. And... Then we get interrupted by Ben Grimm. He's crawling up the side of the building because he still wants to fight. He's he's looking for round two because Shatterstar kicked his ass. Yep. And the portal is opening. He's like, uh, he being Madrox is like, Monet, can you run interference? And she's like, yeah, I can do this. Um, and then she's like, ah, he looks really pissed off. <laughs> and Maybe I don't want to have him do anything with this. Yep. So the... All the dudes are going through this portal while Guido is like, nope, I can tackle him. Like, I got this. Ben Grimm is like, oh, you think, you always think that you got this, but you don't. He tosses Strong Guy, Strong Guy knocks into Monet. She gets knocked through the portal to Latveria. Of course she does. And then um, Jamie and... Shatterstar go through the portal. They are the last ones. It closes. Strong Guy is the only one left. In New York? Yes, because Thing also got tossed through the portal. Uh-oh. Everyone goes through. So what a then, comedy of errors. Yes. So Strong Guy is the only one left, and he gets a phone call from Franklin as he and Valeria are flying with their little flight jackets through the night. And it's funny because then... Literal flight jackets. Someone is reading to her little daughter and she's reading Peter Pan while the daughter looks out the window and it's the full moon and the two kids flying. Of course it's a, yes. Of course it's Peter Pan. Um, That's fun. The larger group emerges in Latveria 
And Richter is like, Longshot, does this place, it, does this look like the place you saw? And he's like, well, no. When I saw it, it was night. So <laughs> Longshot's a bit dense. He's a, he's a dumb blonde. He really is. He's... And then Monet emerges and Darwin's like, oh, that's bad. And then um, Shatterstar comes through with Ben Grimm and he's like, that's worse. No. Uh, so they come to an uneasy truce with Ben Grimm. Well, Monet freaks out and she's like, like, send me back you right idiots. now. <laughs> yeah. Why did you mess this up? <laughs> the the human pig sticker here sends me back. And he's like, I'm not exactly human, actually. And she said, I don't care if you're hatched from a Fabergé egg. Send me back. Yeah. Uh, second appearance of Fabergé eggs in this title remember yeah, yeah when her and siren were in paris and she got her egg shot yeah because it ricocheted off of her yeah she's pissed um so we find out he needs to recharge for like four hours before he can transport again yeah so she's like f this if it gets me there faster let's just finish your mission so i can do mine so you idiots don't mess this up again for me yep and they're asking Ben Grimm, like, what happened? You know, why did Sue go off? And he's like, I don't know. Like, she and Reed had a, a fight and she went off to cool off. And they're like, why did she go to Latveria? And he's like, we're in Latveria? And they're like, yeah, look, there's Castle Doom right there. <laughs> and is is the thing on the same level as Longshot? <laughs> and... Uh, thing is really confused. He said, Doom said he was done with the Fantastic Four. They didn't care about us no more. Oh. And he's yeah. like, something's really off. Like, that Sue would not run to Doom to cool her heels after a fight with her husband. Right. So um, this is when Monet grabs Shatterstar and Thing and they start flying towards the castle. They're like, we're just going to go for it. They're team frontal assault. Yes. Um. And Shatterstar's all about it. And he's like, is this doom dangerous? And Thing is like, worst of the worst. And Shatterstar is like, fantastic. He is ready to he, go off. Yeah. And then this is where the remaining four, Richter, Longshot, Darwin, Mad Rocks, then see a missing persons poster nailed to a tree. And Jamie's like, this is what she meant, that I need to follow this clue. Who is on the pic photo? It is um, the person who is the local undertaker slash grave digger. Oh, who we saw got fried into little ashy pieces. Yep. So it's his elderly mom oh. who posted and she's like, it's not like him. I I just want him found. He didn't come home the other night. Peter David's writing is so good. And so they're like, oh, the grave digger, let's start where he works. They see footprints and they say, well, this is more than the average male stride and they are getting wider apart as they go on. And they're like, Mr. Fantastic, because the footprints are still there because it was raining that night and then it got cold and froze the mud. Ah, oh, so it's not even one of those like Encyclopedia Brown moments where like, oh, footprints shrink half a size when they dry out. It didn't dry, it froze. Yes. So... Uh, they know that Mr. Fantastic is involved. It goes right to, well, right from a grave. Like it's missing a set of 
like they uh, we retrace oh. the steps and it leads us straight to a grave with newly turned dirt so jamie grabs a shovel then spawns five dupes so it's a half dozen of them with a half dozen shovels digging up this grave that is the handiest thing about his power it is and they uh, hit this coffin that is soldered shut and uh, um they're like how do we get it open and Longshot's like my knives can cut through anything it's like one of those infomercials oh where they slice a can of tomatoes open yes or slice an aluminum can and then they slice the tomato be like oh it's still sharp and the last panel of this issue is mr fantastic emerging from this hole they cut in the top of the coffin like gasping for air does he have a fun onomatopoeia (gasps) is what it is there's a k at the end no no that's that's just the little oh the little spark the, the flare will flare on that oh that's fun so it's probably like <gasps> like death rattle sound yeah gasping that's fun yeah we're rolling into issue 202 another fun cover it is dr doom battling monet shatterstar strong guy Team- how did strong Wait. guy get there and darwin Oh no. Yeah. This is like current level of Xbox where it's like, wait, Lady Deathstrike is in the prison van, but she's also off with Deadpool. That was real confusing. When, when, how is all this happening? We uh, have the same penciler on this issue as the previous. His name is Bing Cancino. Um, Does good stuff. Yeah. I don't know what else. I'd have to look if maybe he was like a regular Fantastic Four artist around this time. Oh. And they brought him in. Or if he was just um, subbing in because we switched back to the artist from 200 again with the next issue. Okay. But the art is good. Yeah. Um, and it's VC's Corey Petit. Oh. He's still around. We open up with a scene of Ben Grimm and Reed Richards in college. And they're just putting in their very fancy dorm room. And both of us worked in residence life. Like, this is obviously like a Harvard. This is not a state school no. dorm room. Um, because there is also like a fancy painting on the wall. And we see Reed being real dark and he bludgeons Ben Grimm to death with the golf club. Yeah. That's basically the point of this. Like, to see that, like, Then we know why, because Mr. Fantastic that just emerged from the coffin is explaining things. Is not the same Mr. Fantastic as Maddox has been dealing with. Yes. And he's like, no, this is like an alternate reality. Doom in a parallel dimension jumped into that dimension's Reed Richards and killed Ben Grimm back in the college days. And now that Doc Doom jumped over to this dimension and told me his life story while he is busy interring me. No. So that that's was there a theme to the internal monologue boxes from Madrox in those previous pages? Um basically like bad guys don't always look evil. You have to judge people by their deeds. Oh. Yeah, that makes sense. This fantastic Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. is clearly evil because of what he's done he can't hide behind the number four yeah so uh, mr fantastic is like yeah and he gave me this rebreather so that i'd suffer more that it would take me longer to die oh to suffocate 
Annette Madrox's response to all this was, so he was monologuing. <laughs> and uh, Reed says, Madrox, I'm one of the smartest men on the planet, and even I don't understand you half the time. What? It's We get it. I know. So um, they're sort of wondering, like, well, if he killed Ben Grimm, then did they do the rocket out into space to get hit with... Oh, the cosmic rays. The like, cosmic rays. And they're like, well, it happened somehow. It always happens somehow. Yes, it always happens somehow. And then we cut to evil um, Mr. Fantastic and a little fantastic glider. Like, it's not the fantastic car. It's like a one-seater. It is. That he's cruising. It's like a bigger form of a dustbuster. And Guido is with Valeria and Franklin in x-factor headquarters at the morgue to uh, um like break down like you know kids you really shouldn't be here you have a lot of lip for someone (laughs) um and she's like other kids get scared they go into like the fetal position or something i get more sarcastic so just deal with it and then Reed shows up and he's like, kids, come on, let's go home. And he's a class A creep. And yeah. Guido's like, you're not going anywhere. Like, no. Nope. You are too creepy. Like, yeah, you are clearly not a good situation for these children to be in. Yeah. And we see that, well, Reed begins, the fake Reed begins a fight with Guido. Um the voiceover basically is the real Mr. Fantastic saying, I need to get my family back. They're in danger. And Madrox responds, if your kids need help, they know who to come to as for Sue. That's why we came. So uh, this is where Reed finds out that Sue's in Latveria. Yes. And all right, let's go. And he trans, he like stretches himself out and everyone climbs on in. We cut to the frontal assault. It's Shatterstar. And he is going through some Doombots. He's having a great time. He is living his best life. Like, look at him hacking and slashing and being all nimble and lithe. Yeah. And uh, Monet and Ben get involved as well. And they're just beating up all these Doombots that aren't... I mean, the thing doesn't even have to do anything. Like, it's all Shatterstar and Monet. And they're not true Doom bots that look like Doom. It, they're like Doom soldiers. Okay. Or soldier bots or something. like. They're like low level. Yes. And then Thing is ripping their arms off. And we see Doom is monitoring this because we see his reflection. And then Layla Miller pops in. Ooh, and she have a, a good quip. They're talking about how much he's valued having her there. And she's like, well, it's been mutually beneficial. Working those deals. Yes. So Mr. Fantastic, fake Mr. Fantastic. Oh. Um, fake Fantastic. Um, Rude Reed. Let's call him Rude Reed. Rude Reed is, is like taking his children out of the um, mortuary. Forcibly. Yes. Oh, and because they had trackers in their jackets. That's how yeah. he tracked them down. Yep. And Guido follows him and grabs his arm so he has to drop the kids and he's like kids get in that one seater that's actually a two seater there's like a jump seat and it's like those cars in the 20s or whatever where like it doesn't look like it has another seat and then they 
flip something back and it's yeah. like I had a micro machine of one of those cars when I was little. It's so cool. If you're very, very small, like a small child, yes. it works as a seat. Yes. I believe it is called a jump seat. Oh. Because I think you have to jump. Oh. Get into it. Because there's no door. Nice. So uh, they take off and we was like, go kids, go. Like, And then a cabbie gets real fed up and runs into Reed because he's blocking traffic. That's, Rude Reed. That's hilarious. Real Reed is bouncing... It's like a pool ball. Yes. Hollow in the middle because that's where Richter, Longshot, Madrox, and Darwin are enclosed. They jump out and Longshot's like, I feel fine. And they're like, good for you. Like, no, thank you. Of course you do because you're lucky. The rest of us. Like, was it Darwin saying, now I know how a Pokemon feels? Yes. Just in time. That's Madrox. Oh, Madrox. Madrox says that. Um, I mean, it's still relevant in today's world. Who knew? I mean, I screenshotted or I did something in our story like two weeks ago where it was an issue of Wizard Magazine where they're like, yeah, Pokemon is totally like done. It's done forever. And this was like 99. Yes. (laughs) And that now it's it's on my phone. Did not age well. And it's been on people's phones since like 2016. Yeah. I remember I was at a family reunion in Kansas. I met with some of my Colorado cousins and we met up at a cemetery because it was a Pokestop. Oh, fun. I love cemeteries. So they know that the frontal assault has already been through here because there are just robot parts everywhere. Debris. We see Sue feeling herself. So she is like having some bubbly... And she's flirting with someone and she's like, you could always see right through me. Get it? Get it? Oh, no. And it's like. That's, a, that's some basic, basic drunk wine flirting. Yeah. Um, and why can't I get you out of my mind, you sexy thing? And the person responds, well, I am Imperious Rex because it's Namor. And she's like, which means it's an anagram for I am pure sexier. and then monet comes in and she's like this is fake you should see it's fake yeah Uh, like i am projecting myself into your mind you're being held in castle doom you're hooked up to a machine like he's the real namor would not be spouting off cheese ball lines like this like this is dime store romance novel bullshit that he's saying that's so funny. And she's like, the thing that Monet says is your family's in danger. And Sue's like, okay, I got to go. And Namor's like, what? Really? And she's like, if someone says my family's in danger, I'm leaving no matter what. Mm. I'm going to believe them. And then we see Sue is hooked up to like this contraption covering yeah. her head. And she takes off the helmet and then collapses because she's been in that chair for days. Oh, Yeah. Um, so Ben picks her up and runs with Monet and Shatterstar. They're looking um for a way out and they run into Doom, who's painting Layla Miller. Layla Miller. I love this for Layla. A la the Mona Lisa. Yes. The Mona Layla. And he's like, you know, I would have been a lesser artist who have been distracted, but I've taken days to get her mouth right. Which sort of fits with Layla being yeah. so like, is she smiling? Is she not? Like, what's the deal with Layla? Yeah. And not even, um, it takes a while for Doom to get it just right and no one else would be able to. Yeah. 
And um, this is where Thing and Shatterstar are about to attack Doom. They get zapped. And then Doom explains, like, yo, this Reed came over and I knew he was bad news. The reason why Sue is here is because he wanted to do distasteful things with her. Oh. Yeah. So, like, still a shitty person, but he did it for a good reason, he thinks. Like, he thinks he's acting in her best interests. Right. Giving her refuge. Yes. Um, But not her kids. Yeah. Um, So, Layla gets out of her dress and into like more comfortable clothes like a jacket and stuff and she said um hey everyone out because it's the group of five including the good mr fantastic oh she's like you gotta get back to new york things are about to come to a head oh and we see a panel of like rude reed grabbing onto the vehicle oh he's got a hand like back in the day there'd yeah. be like that really sticky hand on a wand and you could like flick it at stuff or the ones that wouldn't be on a wand that you got from like the quarter machine at the grocery store oh and he would spend balls. it yeah and you would spend like the day sticking it to like the wall and like grabbing papers yes and then it would get full of dust and super grimy but then it'd be still slightly sticky so when you found it two weeks later you're like oh this is still fun yeah (laughs) and you can wash them off technically but it was so hard that it was not worth the effort no and i feel they lost stickiness when you washed them oh i'm sure the wand ones were where it was at so we're back in new york um guido has made reed release the car and they're on a rooftop battling out everything out and shatterstar is opening a portal from Castle Doom. And um, Layla's explaining why she's there. It's because it's the deal I made with Future Doom so that we could get back here, that we could utilize his technology to travel back in time. The cost of the ticket was her giving him information and spending time in that area. Yes, spending a year with him, giving him info, which means that this entire series that we've been reading has taken place in a year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so everyone starts going through what Doom says to Layla, farewell, Miss Miller. And when you are willing to admit where lies your true destiny, I shall be here. Ooh. And they're all going through to the rooftop. And we see Mr. Fantastic is trying to go through the portal at the same time that they are coming through. And Shatterstar is standing there. Layla comes up, whispers in his ear. It makes him lose his concentration, and the portal collapses, thereby beheading Rude Reed, chopping his head off. Oh. And um, they're a little freaked out about it. And and Shatterstar is still in that area then. Yes, like, with he's, Layla. He has to be the last one through. So she's posing for another portrait. And Madrox's voiceover is, but Layla, my God, the fight's coming to a head. She said, that was Layla speak. She knew, hell, she probably made it happen. I don't know what she's turning into, and that's bad. I mean, not that he ever knew. No. But, but like, like, he has a this bit love more... thing with her now, so. It's a little bit more intense than. Yes, like. Than don't... what we were used to with Layla. Yeah, like 
but no nah, she electrocuted that oh, dude that's right yeah there's always been a dark streak it wasn't electrocution or, or did the bathtub the bathtub fall on him? but she yeah no it's because it what i think it electrocuted him oh that's right leaky bathtub yes hence the water because it came through the light fixture yes yeah all right issue 203 so we are done with the fantastic four bye bye um and where we're at Layla and now Shatterstar are stuck in Latveria mm-hmm. which when I was binging all of these there eventually down the road there will be some fun allusions to their time together in Latveria opening up this there's um some dinosaurs oh there's there's some pointy Mon- teeth monsters and some big horns, there's, and there's some shadowy figure with some green light coming off of his hands, influencing those terrifying creatures. And Guido and Monet are battling them. And that's it. Those are the only two team members we see on the cover here. Yeah, it's a little bit out of context yes. from where we had been. But Valentine Delandro is back on pencils. Um, Monet St. Croix has learned that her father is being held prisoner in an unnamed part of South America. What do they want in exchange for his freedom? Monet herself. So she's decided to provide them exactly that. And Guido, aka Strong Guy, is along for the ride. And she is um, stuck in some sort of vision where she is searching in the black. And she's crying out, Father. And he's like, I'm right here. She goes to embrace him. He shatters into glass pieces. And then she realizes someone's playing games with me. And you know what I hate? People playing games with me. Girl does not like to be trifled with. No. So she's like, wait, those uh, shards cut me. I'm bleeding, but I'm invulnerable. That doesn't make sense. And she peels off her skin and she's penance again. And she's terrified. She does not want to be penance again. We cut to a strong guy holding up a picture of Monet at someone's gate saying, do you know who this woman is? I'm looking for her. And the dude is like, nope, I haven't seen her. And closes the little viewfinder door on the gate. Oh, those are always fun. And Guido's like, all right, well, I tried asking you the nice way. So I'm going to bust down this gate. And it's obviously there's a cartel or something because there are multiple guys with guns. He's using the gate door to block them, even though he's bulletproof. There's a bakum. There's a Buddha, 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 which is my favorite onomatopoeia, I think, from Marvel Comics. Buddha, 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 Buddha. For um, gunshots. I feel like Nick would say something like that. He probably would. Did you know? Buddha, 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 Buddha. Yeah. And he easily takes the people out. He whacks some of them with a door. One of them drops a gun. He just steps on it, and he's le- and he just goes into the house. He's like, "I need to talk to the person in charge." These obviously. are clearly underlings. Yeah, these are peons, and there are more guys with guns. And he's like, "You know, you could shoot me, but the bullets are just going to ricochet off, and that looks like a Heppelwhite over there. Do you really want to damage the obviously expensive stuff within this house by shooting me?" Yeah, and. He's like, I just want to talk to the woman the villagers call Signora Pyrrhus. And he's like, 
And then a woman talks from off panel. She's like, that's not my name. Pyrrhus means the legs. But the villagers, they do enjoy their little jests. It's a woman in a wheelchair. Mm. So um, she's like, you know, in case you're wondering, a blast from an American landmine killed my husband and left me as you see me. And they exchange, you know, actual names. And they're developing a rapport. Yeah. And uh, she's like, you know what? Um, you don't need to hide your smart because she's like, you knew it was a Heppelwhite. That, that's good. And he's like, I just like the word Heppelwhite. And she's like, you don't need to act dumb. Yeah. And she's like, all right, you were waving a picture around earlier. Show it to me and I'll show you mine. And it's um, a plane that was shot down. So she's looking for a little help um, triangulating why one of her planes was shot down. It's an ancient temple. So it's basically a trade-off. Like, hey. I have this info. You need that info. Yeah, help me out. Um, And she's like, oh, is this the woman you're looking for? Um, What happened? He's like, yeah, well, um, on our way, we got separated um and now i'm looking for her on brand monet would not wait for like a plane to yeah land she'd be like okay bye yeah open a hatch fly out do what she has to do yep and she's like well if you if you got separated when you got here why do you have a picture of her are you carrying it around and he's like "Uh, awkward yeah and she's like i don't blame you she's quite attractive and gives it back to him. So um, he's just enchanted by her. They're becoming fast friends. Yes. And he kisses her hand and then he's off with a couple of her goons to search this temple. Yes. Um, we cut back to Monet and she's obviously stuck inside her own head and just sort of cowering in a cavern. Her dad is tied up to a chair just a short way away. And um he's like stop it like stop this torturing her yeah Yeah. and they're like what are you gonna do you have no power and he just keeps trying to talk her like monet trying to break through you're not penance you're not what your brother created of you yeah um and whoever the student charges snaps his fingers and a muzzle goes over the ambassador's mouth so there's like some little green sparkles that happen, but the dude who's doing the snapping like probably has a flowy outfit based on the cuff and the shoulder that we see, yeah. but he's also in bad shape. He's got a um, oxygen mask on. Yeah, very sp- specific and fancy looking respirator. Yes, with an oxygen tank next to him. Yeah. And, and some monologuing, it looks like. Yeah. Because of course there is. And uh, then um there are some gunshots and yeah and the dude whoever's in charge gets grazed and he's like you idiots like if you hit the oxygen tank do you know what would happen he's like one of the underlings is like i'm sorry sir he made me and he's like idiot and he like the dude in charge uses his mental powers to squish this guy to death. Oh, like ball him up. Yeah. That was a 
fatality in some Mortal Kombat game. Ooh. Like a, a globe force field, and then it shrinks very small. Yeah. So uh, this guy's in bad shape. He's like, you know what? As if I were not weak enough already, now I'm bleeding. And um, if only I didn't have to drain missing Croy so slowly. So he's sucking vitality out of her. Which is sort of what M-Plate used to do to her. Yeah. Like the mutant genetic material is what she was always looking, it was what M-Plate was looking for mm-hmm. in Penance. And uh, the remaining underling is like, her friend's coming this way. And basically um, the dude's like, don't worry, I'll take care of them. Like your weapons might not take care of them, but I can take care of them. Yeah. And there's a big explosion that um, throws throws Strong strong Guy guy back because he and the two dudes are outside the temple. He gets blasted back. And then the two dudes run. They're like, we do not get paid enough for this. Yeah. We have some mindless ones who show up. Um, So we don't know why mindless ones are here aside from this guy has a couple and that's where the blast came from from their little visors oh they're sort of like cylons that way yeah and um guido now has to battle two of these and it takes him a while it takes him a while but he's getting punched a lot so he's storing up the kinetic energy oh so then he just bashes one into the other and they both go flying for quite a distance oh good um and the guy who sent them is like how in the world did he manage that monet is waking up on the floor she sees her dad tipped over and she's like father and um creepy dude creepy dude is like covering her eyes and he's like that's quite enough of that and he's like oh yes like i've sucked off enough of your vitality and takes his oxygen mask off and says, you know, she's provided me what I need to battle back the cancer that is eating away at me. Indeed, I may not be the Baron Mordo that I was, but she has still provided me enough sustenance to dispose of her oversized friend once and for all. What a dick. And, and that's so creepy. And it's so creepy. This is how the issue ends. He's got her his hand over her eyes and like a hand on her shoulder. Yeah. Like... She has no agency in this image. No. It's just like creepy guy being a creep. Yep. No, thank you. Yeah. So a a good next arc setup. Yeah. Because we love Monet. Yes. And for her to be in this situation, like when I got here, when I was binging it all, I'm just like, well, I clearly can't stop. I have to keep going because I have to find out what happens to Monet. Yep. Like this is not acceptable. Yeah. So a set of good issues. It was. I'd say. Um, we got the resolution from the big issue 200 that was actually set up in 199. Yes, because it repeated. Yes. And I love this journey for Layla. Yeah. And how there's this element of what what is she? Like, what yeah. is she becoming? Mm-hmm. I was super into that. And now she's still with Doom. Yeah. Wheeling and dealing. And Shadowstar just hanging out. Yeah. And strong guy, like, fulfilling his promise to Monet of just, like, take me with you mm-hmm. if I get you this information. Also, like, the the woman in charge of that cartel type thing. Yeah. She, She's what, She read is super great. Yes. Like, she has good intentions. Yes. 
like not a horrible person yeah we did some, some horrible things yes so. all right i i want people to let us know what they thought about yeah all of this did you have a hard time stopping after this tree yes um i am a few issues past this <laughs> and that's it <laughs> Um, whereas you've of course read everything so dear listener this is what happens with this series it's so good it is um so i i hope everyone's having fun out there yes hopefully it's inspired a reread yes for folks yes oh a shout out to john from the avenging hour i know he's listening oh yay um and he really enjoys what we have to say i guess i mean we just basically oh, spoke nice. some bullshit but hey and uh, more than just the bun bun updates, which is usually what people say they like about us. No, true. I think everything. I I really think that people are tuning in for the full package at this point. Okay, yeah. bun buns included. Bun buns included. Who? Oh, they're just napping. Oh yeah, yeah. By their their favorite landmark in at my place, the back bike tire. It is. They love a good bike tire. They think they're camouflaged. It's silly. Dad, you can't see me, but I can see you. <laughs> All right, everyone, we'll catch you next time. Have fun. Be safe. Bye. Bye.